Toronto! I wonder if they can hear it on Long Island. Great move. What a goal. Beauty. Austin Matthews. Bless you, boys. What a game. Welcome to the MLHS podcast. Uh, my name is Anthony. I'm sure everyone knows me at this point. And everyone should know our three guests because we've had them on previously. But I will just go around the table and allow everyone to reintroduce themselves as we get a little bit of a old school reuniting with, can I say the PPP crew? Old PPP crew? Original? Does that, does that suffice? PPP and Cox blocks for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Dan. You can introduce yourself quickly and we'll just go around the table and, and get the introductions out of the way with at the beginning here. Sounds good. I'm, uh, I'm Dan posting at DannyD1976 on Twitter. I posted many moons ago in the old days of pension plan puppets under the, uh, under the handle Dau, And uh, that's all you need to know about me. And, and we'll go over to Tiller next here. God till tiller at God till graciously plogger to ever do it. Mark's work warehouse <laughs> artist working fan was really looking forward to being on here with Ian uh, to chop it up about some of his preseason predictions, but uh, you know, apparently he didn't want to face me again one more time. So uh, I guess I'll retire as champion. Can we, can we mention cock Cox blocks though? I, I feel like you can't introduce yourself without. Okay. Yeah. Uh, co-created Cox block with Kim Jorn, uh, greatest sports media blog in Canadian history. Uh, we ripped on Steve Simmons a lot. It was good times. The original takedowners of the Toronto media. And I, think, I think coined the term mitten stringers as well. We did coin the term mitten stringers, yes. <laughs> that is not nothing. That is, a, that is a significant contribution to the online Twitter and blogging community. Oh, yeah. That's first sentence of my obituary right there. <laughs> and then that takes us to Julian, who also is an OG blogger. Yeah, um, although I wouldn't recommend following me on Twitter. It's just a lot of anger. <laughs> <laughs> because of the Leafs or like because of like general life? The general state of the world. <laughs> the Leafs. Like Damien Cox got really into Trump posting for about four years. <laughs> Damien Cox became a Trump Twitter guy. <laughs> I know. I um, No, I, I think I it, it's, uh, it's happy about the Leafs because I managed to live up to my preseason prediction. Unlike Ian, who's hiding from his preseason predictions, I managed to just enjoy the regular season and not really think about the playoffs until now. The most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. If you're a Leaf fan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? <laughs> One more time. So I think that's a good starting point because, I mean, honestly, did anyone truly, truly think that they were going to miss the playoffs? Like, they got the really bad start, and I think I put it myself that, like, I was like, I'm 80 90% confident still after the first, like, six games that, like, this is firmly a playoff team, and I'm not, like, I wasn't overly worried about them being a playoff team after the kind of weird week or two at the start, but I was worried about them potentially, like what they would do in the playoffs. But in terms of regular season, I mean, are, are there any big surprises from this regular season that have really come into oh, play? Like I, I, I will say in those first couple of weeks, I was, I was kind of uh, worried because what I really wanted to see was just them just blow through the regular season try to figure out kind of some of the things they hadn't experimented on in the last year, which I think Keith did more of that. I mean, they never do as much as they, you would want. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been an easy ride. Like even when you had Campbell go from Vesna to Toscala, the Leafs were still winning games. So. And that first week, you know, Matthews was out. Was he not for. Yeah. He's just yeah. fucked up. Like, and I think, I think, you know, from that point on though, there was never a stretch more than what, like three games that they, that they lost. So from that point on, it was, it was pretty much easy riding felt like. As long as Matthews and Marner were healthy, I don't really think there was going to be too much concern about the, I mean, that was the issue, right? Like that they started off slowly. Matthews looked poor. I think they probably in retrospect kind of rushed their decision on never playing Matthews and Nylander together. Right. Because Keith said at the time, like those guys don't look good together. They're not making each other better. And in retrospect, I just, I don't think Matthews was playing well yet because he wasn't in shape and he wasn't healthy. They haven't been bad. So in saying that, a lot more Eric Schalgren than I was expecting going into the season. If we're talking about surprises, (laughs) I mean, Mrazic didn't really light it up. Yeah. Mrazic, I would say is a surprise just how dreadful it went. I, I mean, 
I didn't say, I wouldn't say I had high hopes, but my hopes weren't that low. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. Yeah, but like poor guy. Every time he kind of looked like he he was starting to put it together, he pulled his groin. Yeah, like agreed. But it's still, I, I just didn't see that path playing out of him being a complete non-factor for in, in, in net. Like it was just well, never a consideration. Those those three years, that three-year deal looks a little tough considering he can't last like three games. Yeah, oh, I thought it was a two-year deal. That third year is that's rough. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted Mrazek in the offseason. Like, I won't be shy about it. He was one of my bold predictions as a potential guy to take over the net from Campbell because I didn't really trust him. And to to Julian's point there, I, I just feel like he never really was able to get into a groove. I don't think he sucks. I, no, like Even no. at the very beginning, I thought he was really good in that Ottawa game. He got hurt in. Yeah. And I, think, I think they can they can probably move him. Yeah. It's probably a home for him. Uh, their goaltending, I, I think a lot of what will – I want to get to the playoff series before we get to the potential aftermath of the playoff series. Oh, yeah, we're not doing but that. I, we'll, we'll save that part to the end of, of what happens uh, when they lose and blah, blah, blah. But not when, if they lose, I should say. We'll edit that out. Just kidding. We're going to keep it in. It is what it is. And uh, <laughs> all that to say is I think if they lose in the first round, it will ultimately come down to goaltending. I mean, I would be absolutely floored if 34 and 16 were awful again in the playoffs. And I think we'll look at goaltending almost certainly is the big reason. And the tough thing is they're going against probably the best goalie in the world. So it's and not he, like they're getting any break. And he I, hasn't had the best season, but we know how, he, how, how hot he can get, right? Like he's he gets the number a, one gets, guy I'd want in the playoffs. Series. Yeah, he gets yeah. dialed in and you're, and you're toast, right? Yeah, and honestly, as, as, as short as a few weeks ago, I was like, Tampa looks like they've kind of, they look tired. They look like a team that's gone on two long cup runs. They look like the magic is a little bit out and you do need a little bit of, I'm calling it magic, but you can call it luck. You need a little bit of that something to get you through an entire playoffs. I don't know what those things are. I don't, <laughs> we've, we've only seen them in very, very small glimmers of hope, but who did you guys want to play in the first round? If you had your choice, I'll start with you, Julian. Yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they were always going to play a super difficult team, right? It's just the nature of the beast. So Tampa has less baggage and maybe the accumulation of back-to-back -back cups in terms of wear and tear. And maybe they're, you know, they don't have that same drive to go that extra inch. Um, that's all around us, but sometimes you just can't reach it. Um, so maybe that gives, gives a bit of help, right? You don't have the psychological weight of the Bruin. Although, I mean, the year the Canucks went to the final, they slayed the dragon and maybe that would have given them a boost, but like they're two amazing hockey teams. So they'll have to play well to get through either way. What about you, Godtell? I wanted Florida. I guess that wasn't realistic. <laughs> but I know that they're the team that finished ahead of us, but I think that they're, they're, the, they're the best playoff matchup for us. Uh, I see the more weaknesses and I think they were more fortunate this year than any of the other three teams that finished behind them. I agree with you on that, by the way, I think yeah. Florida's completely one dimensional and vulnerable. I don't fear them at all. Yeah. Well, no. they're the, they're realistically the fourth best team in the division. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They play one way. They play one speed. They play one way. I, I think that's right for the picking for a smart yeah. team. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. You know, they, it's, they don't scare you in goal. They don't scare you coaching wise. Like, you know, but I mean, Tampa's like the worst matchup for us. They are. I mean, Boston, we're all like, so. you know, we all hate Boston. We all are have Boston Bruins PTSD, but like mm -hmm. we're better than Boston is. They're not as good as Tampa is. This is our worst matchup. Yep. And yeah, I think Tampa can hope is that they're like cruising, but like, you know, I watched that eight one. I was like, Oh cool. This is actually just a team that knows exactly when to turn it on and start playing big boy hockey. And, and uh, yeah, it didn't look like we had what it took to keep up. And I know that was just a regular season game, but that was ominous. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Uh, you guys covered a lot of that, but I, I agree with uh, with Tiller, you know, in a theoretical way, Florida for sure was a good matchup. I think, like he said, one-dimensional, but I think as well, they don't have a lot of um, depth of experience uh, in the playoffs where I think, you know, both Boston and Tampa uh, have a ton. And I think along the same lines, I would have been okay with the Carolina matchup if they fell into the, oh um, yeah, in, into the, the second or the first wild card spot. I think ultimately, you know, um, I, I watched you know a bunch of hockey this year. I saw them live playing Tampa, and uh, I think they match up well. Um, 
you know, they don't, they, the games I saw, they matched, like, I mean, the last game was obviously a blowout and, it was, and they looked awful, but for the most part, they matched up really well. And in fact, they matched up really well against every, every playoff team, except for maybe Pittsburgh and maybe the Rangers um, they had a little bit of trouble with. But I think ultimately, I don't really care who they play because they have to beat three great teams to get out of the conference. And so just get at them. You know? And always, as always, the Maple Leafs' biggest, uh, biggest enemy, biggest rival is the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's who we're uh, correct. That's who we're 100%. Playing. Yeah. And, and that was my concern about Boston because there was a large part of me that I'm sure like everyone else on this, on this podcast is like, fuck Boston. I like, I want to make them eat it for once. We have a team that's better than them on paper, which I would argue basically to the death at this point. Yes. Especially because oh, sure. they don't have Raskin net. And yeah. right. We all want to sit there and just say like, oh, I want to take these guys down. Like the I, opportunity like, for the opportunity for Toronto to be the reason to see sad Marchand is yeah. very, is like very tempting for we, sure. There's so much of me that wanted that in my life, but then <laughs> I just, I go back to, and I know this group will appreciate this in particular is we owned Ottawa for four years and those teams were maybe never better than the Ottawa teams that they were beating. And there's something to be said about just owning a team. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Even this year I was watching all these Leafs Sabres games. I'm like, how are you not speed bagging these guys? Yeah. Like they've shown nothing. Even the games against the Habs are kind of like the first game of the season. Most of the games through, even the ones they won, you're like, this wasn't a satisfying win though. It was like, that's like the one annoying thing of this this season. Yeah, is right. uh, just the way they played. They played down to some of those. Like they could have been in the conversation for the president's trophy. Like there was a point where I think Dom's model had them as one of the favorites for it. Um, but yeah, they just. Well, and honestly, I don't know if it's for them. Here's the reality. Like I've, I'm sure it was when the same when you guys were talking to your buddies um like i don't know anyone that gave a shit about the regular season like you could tell them this is the best leaves team like year over year they've gotten better and better they win more games they improve every area of weakness and they're still like hey uh doesn't matter jack shit matthew scores 60 if they go out in the first round it's a waste well i think though like, like, i know what you mean but at the same time um I had friends that definitely paid attention, but I think we looked at the things that through the season that were important. I know playoffs is all matters, but you know, we didn't talk about the improvement on their special teams uh, year over year, right? Like they're, but they're, they've been they're, bad they're in April playoffs where they swallow they've, the whistles and it's not going to matter. No, but they've me. been bad in April. They were bad and... in April, but, but the PK in general though, PK and power play were both as good as oh, I've seen them in the last five years. Like I've, I've never yeah. been more confident shorthanded. That's the PK was. The PK yeah. is great. I think we underrate how they've had some really good power plays over. They have David Camp. I, your boy Ian's not here, so we couldn't review <laughs> how obviously David Camp can play. And, and he brought I love David Camp. I said it at the time they signed him. I outlined why I liked him and yeah. I and thought he'd was, be good. And he was out right here, here. That's all I'm saying. You were right here. <laughs> and he was here. And he anchored that PK, him and Mitch, you know. I mean. He was good. I think sometimes we underrate how good the Leafs power play has been over. Like when they used to have JVR as a, as a net presence and Phil, they were sick. They had a, a year where they were second. I'm a little lukewarm on the special teams just because they have been bad in April. And I know you sit there and it's like, well, it's one month and they've had guys. This would be the third straight year where they've had bad results going into the playoffs and then carried that through the playoffs and just, so I just don't trust did, them. Did, did you think though, with the power play in April, like last year, it's it was painfully obvious, like it was getting stale and they weren't moving the puck yeah. well and they, they ran out of ideas. It didn't feel that way. No, it didn't. April. They, like, they, they still generated moving. chances. Yeah, it just wasn't I, the way it felt like. So I'm, I, I know what you mean, but that's skeptical, I think, going in. Yeah, it, there's more of a leg to stand on this year for sure. I just don't trust them to be a group that when things don't go well, that like they seize up and get worse instead of fight through it and get better. And I think that's a large part of what to Julian's point there of a lot of friends just saying who cares until playoffs, because honestly where I'm at with this group is if there's a big game tomorrow night and the crowd is rocking and you're in Toronto, you're in Tampa, whatever the case is, do I trust them to play their best? And the answer is no. Like when they go into big games, I'm like, is this team going to be awesome today? And I really don't know. I definitely, don't feel good about it 
Yeah, I, I was gonna say like the the problem um, with them in the big games is like at least they have home ice, so we'll have game seven. But the problem is, especially with this group, it's not just the players; it's the fans, right? Like I've you sit, you watch the Leafs games, and you can tell when it starts, the ice starts tilting against them, and the crowd just starts muttering and going like, "Here we go again," right? Like yeah, you can hear when the you, buzz. Yeah, when you need them to be make some noise, they're sitting there just pouring their own anxieties and concerns onto the players. The contrast to the Raptors is wild, right? Like the Raps won game four and fans are chanting Raps in seven. I Fans took it too far after the Raps won game five. Like the conversations I was hearing was like, this is going to be crazy when the Raps come back and finish this series. And like they're, they're halfway there and they would I have know, to. I man. Like I, I went to 12 games this year and there was a couple stinkers for sure, including that Arizona one. That was just a, a nightmare. But, yeah. you know, their, their home record was really good. And for the most part, the crowd's pretty pumped up and, and, uh, and energetic, I thought. I mean, the crowd uh, is good if the Leafs give them a reason to be good. But which, I which, think... which they did a lot, though. I like thought, if, we, you know? yeah. if it's game one and, and uh, at home and Braden Point scores in the first minute, the crowd is going to be brutal. 100% yes. agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's important for, we talked about, I think at the, the beginning of the season, we talked about their slow starts. Um, I think it's going to be huge in the playoffs because this isn't just regular season. This is, you know, oh, here, here we go again. You know, we've got this wait of five years where we've blown it, right? I guess as a, as a possible as a possible flip side to like, shit, we have to play Tampa. And going back to the power play discussion... I don't think we're getting any calls in a seven game series against the two time defending champions. Sorry. Like, no. I mean, you know, if Hedman decapitates someone, but like, we're not getting a lot of calls. And that's okay. Cause Toronto didn't, I mean, they were first overall on the power play percentage wise, but they weren't the first in uh, power play goal scored. They were yeah, no, again, we they were, they were the regular season either. We, yeah, we they, were, they, were 20, they were 26th on calls or something like that on, on if power play opportunities. So if anything, they, I'd like to see the Leafs flip the script on that a little bit. And a big thing for this series to me is going to be whether Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Tavares can match the level of grease that point Kucherov, even Stamkos to some degree bring to the ice. Like Kucherov is low key one of the dirtier players in the league and i say that as a compliment like he is a scumbag like he he does not give a shit like he he will throw an elbow in someone's face and he will sleep like a baby that night yeah so i guess what i was saying about the matchup though like everyone talks about how bad matchup it is and everyone talks about how much pressure we're under right and and what the, the players are carrying in and stuff but on the flip side is it possible that this takes the pressure off you know, like it's not like you're ahead because they're being they're being framed like they're being framed as the as the underdog almost. Even though they're because I, mean, I don't think I don't think anybody thinks the Leafs are the favorite to win this series. Right? Yeah, I, I think they're the. I'm very curious what the betting line comes out Same. on that. It, like, are they going to be the favorites of this or? I think but, we're going to be the underdog, and I think maybe that helps. Maybe there's less pressure this time. Maybe it's like like who expects us to beat Point and Stamkos and Kucherov and this team that's gone back to back. I think it's like they won't be the favorites, but at the same time, if they lose for the first time in six years, and that caused Julian to like choke on his own spit there, just the thought of, you know, six years in a row of this shit. And it's like something, something bad is going to happen. I just, I don't see them losing six years in a row. And it's like, well, let's try again next year. Let's do the same old movie. I don't Let's know why in the film. This is this is, what, think, this is this is like talk. Like, did any of you listen to the Leaf Report live podcast? That's the kind of talk we were. Here. It was brutal. First of all, some guy calls in. They did a live podcast. <laughs> so you have jabronis call in to like ask Jonas Siegel. We're talking about you know unbelievable level of conversation. It calls in. And he's like, oh hey, so first I heard there's a John Mayer concert at the Scotiabank on Monday. Are, are we going to actually play hockey? And then, and, and, and well, also, like, I think it's overstated that Matthews is, like, to fall for the Leafs, uh, you know, not succeeding the playoffs. But if they lose this year, are we trading Matthews? Like, if you're the, of, no. of course you're not. Of course, for no. what? McDavid straight up? Like, even then, I'm yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Um, what pressure is there? None of those guys are going anywhere. No. I, well, I don't think Matthews and Marner are going anywhere. Exactly. But I, I think the potential for Heat to turn up on anyone else is completely fair game. Like on the players? Like on, on Tavares, on Nylander? Like Nylander, 100%. Well, I mean, he, luckily for Nylander, he's the I, only guy who has a history of showing up. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying they should trade him if they lose. I'm just saying, like, he has a movable cap number. Yeah. If he is bad, it's at least on the, t- you know. Yes. If, 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 if we're as an Italian, I feel comfortable saying this. Like, Rico from Woodbridge is calling in 
from a Tim Hortons parking lot well, inside he's, his he's Camaro. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love Giordano. I love, I hope they re-sign him to so, some sort of sweetheart no, deal. No, talking about personnel though, we like, you know, we didn't talk about the geo pickup and what that changes on the blue line, right? And how big that was, I think, for for the group and how great Lilligren's been, Lil Jegs. Um, and we also didn't talk about the fact that, you know, touch wood, unless Corey Perry strikes again, we got Tavares for the series, right? Unless. So, yeah. <laughs> and they are playing Corey Perry yet again. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, this, it's, it's easy to look at the group and say, hey, it's the same old, same old, but there's, there's a lot of players on the roster that either weren't here last year um, from injury or from just not, not being on the team um, or who couldn't play. Like even Muzzin, Muzzin's been in, you know, a real, uh, I don't, I don't want to say disappointment, but it's been, it made me sad what's happened to him, right? With injuries and how he's kind of declined. A lot of the moves worked. Even the biggest move that didn't work, they were able to call an audible and bring in a right side defenseman on a low cap it who is not great, but helped them all year. Totally. Which is like low key and amazing move. It's not the same old, same old. It's just that, uh, you know, until they prove they can do it, nobody thinks they can do it. And, and you know, and, and it's about the core guys. It is the same core guys. Like everybody's sitting yeah. there. Nobody thinks know that determines whether we win the playoffs or not. Nobody thinks it's going to be David Kamp. It's short of and it's about Austin and it's about you know. Short of moving a short of moving a core guy, and I had this kind of thought at the off season. I think it's played out so far. I think he's done as great of a job as he possibly could to yeah. fill out the roster given the cap constraints Absolutely. and by keeping the core. I don't think you could have done much more. I mean, there's a reason. The thing that bums me out is like. You know, when Kasha was They're playing and he was playing pro, well. No giving up the top prospects. Like, yeah. Dean didn't go. Robertson didn't go. He played, he, he played his hand very well, I thought. Yeah. All, all things considered, it's like, it's a bummer. You wish Kasha was healthy. I think that could be, if he comes back and he plays, that would be great. If not, I think that's a potential area you look at and you say, you probably should have tried harder to bring in another forward because yeah. you essentially at the deadline, you, you went from Kasha to, Blackwell and I like Blackwell I think he's been a good fit on the fourth line but, but that's a downgrade about, talk about being as advertised right like I think you called it uh, Anthony Akashi like he's a great player but he can't stay healthy yeah they like, played out always, just exactly if I could stay healthy he's not signing that contract with you yeah but, that, that's the thing right that's why they got him yeah. but we haven't mentioned Michael Bunting you guys in terms yeah. of uh pleasant yeah. surprises and great signings my goodness yeah yeah the, I think he's, I, he's he's gonna rip it up in the playoffs I think he's gonna be so fired up to be in a Leaf uniform in a playoff game, he's going to be absolutely going crazy. I think. I'm I'm curious about it because he's he's a little bit like, uh, and I, I like Bunting, so I I don't want to sound like too negative on him, but he's been a little bit like like fake tough guy for me basically all year. So I'm curious how that's going to translate to the playoffs. They're like, playing a whole team of fake tough guys. Yeah. Yeah. But but so, they'll at least a little bit like get involved. But yeah, you're right. Like a lot of the guys on Tampa are fake tough guys. Yeah, like I don't know. I think the, the thing that always pisses me off when people talk about Dubis and how he filled out the roster is one, they obviously don't give him credit for some of the things at the edges he's been able to do. But two, people fucking forget there's a global goddamn pandemic. Like this team looks so different if you add, think about it, the cap would probably be, let's call it six to ten million dollars higher to fill out. Yeah. To yeah, fill up the roster, let's say right? six. Let's say so, six. Like that's like a JT Miller level player. Yeah, yeah. This, and, is, and, this is Gary Bettman's NHL. It's not going to be ten, but let's say yeah. six. <laughs> and if they and if they lose, like you, you look over the years, they've they've tried to keep addressing the problems in the way they can and fill out around the star players, because that's really the mode they're in. Like you don't have to trade, you trade an Elander and all you do is blow up a hole going, gee, I wish we had a consistent 30 goal scorer, 70 point player yeah. to slot in and take some, take some heat off the big guns. It's the same thinking that back in the day, these people who wanted to trade Matt's every year and then Matt's finally, you know, aged out and moved on. And then we didn't have a number one center for like eight years. And it's like, yeah, it turns out that dude was really hard to replace. Well, Over, I think if you look at, if you look at the, Look at teams like Tampa and Washington. You know right how much heat? Right how much heat did? How much heat did Ovi have for years and years? Ovi can't get it done for eleven years until he did. Yeah. Right. And I think you don't you don't trade away young. They won playoff people. series though, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. And and, and Tampa yeah. the same. I mean, we've seen nothing, but it isn't like the Leafs have been disasters in the playoffs, right? It's been 
literally the last game of every series. So no, they, yeah, they, they, have, they have been disasters. Come on. Yeah, they have been. Yeah, maybe like, not from like, they haven't been getting swept. The Jabs team. Yeah. Losing to that Columbus team. But, no, no. Okay. In, in, in the sense, I, I meant more, of course, it was disaster. In the sense, yeah, I know what you're saying. They didn't get dummy. They, and and they those, yeah, those two Boston series, the Boston series, they were, yeah. they were, um, you know, the Seven lower ranking, series, right? Yeah. And, and Washington that year, they lost to Washington. Like, they were no one expected them to be in the playoffs anyway. They were better than Washington. Freddie took a dump on them that year. Yeah, for sure. Also, if they don't, I mean, if we're going to do ancient history, if they don't, if Washington doesn't figure out taking out Carl Alsner and putting in Nate Schmidt, we win that series in like five games. We were dumb. Yeah, if Carl Alsner didn't get hurt, the Leafs would have won that series. Yeah, yeah. He was that was Willie around. The that end. literally swung it. Yep. Saw Nate Schmidt take one shift in the playoffs. I was like, fuck. Yeah, we're in trouble. I know. <laughs> he like, just did a one-man break. Yeah. Like, oh, no. We didn't yeah. have a plan. Carl Alsner is like shooting it off the glass back to center for like regroups. And then he gets hurt. Nate Schmidt comes in. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that's not good. Freddie's so not making other, a save. The other thing that came up in the five minutes I listened to the Leaf Report podcast before I like turned it off and like did a bunch of push-ups and got ready to got ready to rock with <laughs> y'all is uh <laughs> you know Jonas was like Jonas who two years ago was like you can just have Mitch Marner and then like 12 guys making minimum contracts and that works in the NHL. Um no. was like was like okay, the biggest advantage the Leafs have is uh, that our two-star players are like so much better than their two-star players, which rightly got pointed out right away. Like those, you know, Austin and Mitch are great, but like you know, Brayden yeah, Point and Peter Kucherov are pretty great. It's not a huge advantage. And, like, I don't see us having a big advantage or any advantage in any facet of the game. Like, we're at least even in a lot of them, and there's some that you could say maybe we're better. But, like, Tampa's right there with us. We're better at, you know, on D, in goal, up front, top end skill, depth, whatever. Coach. I think Tampa has a better team than the Leafs, to be honest. Like, gun to my head if you said who so has a better roster. what is the path in which we win this series? Like, what does a series that the Leafs win look like? What Like, if we went back and said, wow, the Leafs won in six, what happened? Like, what has to happen for us to win? Well, Matthews and Marner have to – I mean, that's the obvious one, right? They have to show up. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, you guys mentioned they don't get calls in the playoffs or regular season, but I do think Toronto has better special teams. Um, and – it's not going to decide the series, but they can't. They can't continue to crap the bed. Like they have to write the write what happened in April. Um, they, special teams can shift a series. They can. I know they don't call yeah. the players, but if you go over the power play in a series, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So I'll sh- I'll give this to Julian. See what his answer is first. I have some thoughts, but I want to hear Julian says first. Yeah. Like if if we're talking about Jack Campbell as doing okay, the Leafs lost the series. Like he he literally needs to be better than Vasilevsky every single game. Um, Cause that's like, that's going to be the backbone of the penalty kill. That's going to take away um, hopefully the backbreaking goals that Anderson gave up every series. Um, that keeps the crowd in the right place. Keeps yep. The crowd in the right place. Like they, yeah, like it, it sucks because if he had a played, like if you look at the way he started the season, um, and you drop that at the beginning of the playoffs, the Leafs go to the final, right? Like he was unreal over a decent stretch. Um, But yeah, that's really going to be, because a lot of it is going to be sawed off, right? Like I think we can fight them even on a lot of um, levels, Um, but it's either going to be Campbell or, you know what, the guys being able to handle not getting calls. Like they can't do um, like on that Arizona OT goal. You can't stop and look at the ref. Like the ref doesn't give a fuck. He's not changing his mind. You can't stop. You have to just assume you're not getting a single fucking call because that's Tampa's MO and that's how it gets called in the playoffs. Yeah. And and I kind of look at it a few ways, right? Obviously, there's a goaltending aspect. Either people has to be very good or Vasilevsky has to be human and it kind of evens out. Yeah. And then, and then I look at, I think think they need something from Muzzin like I think they need that shutdown like they need Muzzin to be really good and that's really concerning because obviously he stunk most of the year and he's been hurt in and out concussion problems you know and I get that he's looked respectable since coming back but like holy cow you could have played me in that Detroit game and I would have the the amount of times the Leafs lapped the offensive zone in that game was like maybe a record for the NHL in now, the modern did, did, remind me so Muzzin Muzzin went out obviously in the Columbus series did he go out last year as well yeah, yeah. he did he got he like basically he had a non-contact injury against the Habs in game six or something? yeah well, no, he was literally just skating he was just skating and he, and he like he, his like groin gave out his body's falling apart 
Yeah, and uh, I think maybe it's okay that he like basically took most of the season, uh, you know, on injury yeah. because you know maybe he only has thirty games of hockey with him in his season, and maybe we're gonna get twenty of them now. Yeah, that's what I'm hopeful. At, at minimum versus Tampa, I think Tampa is the hardest possible matchup the Leafs could have got in the first round for any number of reasons. But again, I think Tampa just has the best roster on paper. Yeah. Like, Tampa can win a game any way that you want them to. Yeah, like no other team can say that to the level that Tampa can. Yeah. And the, the third thing I look at for the Leafs, and we, we've been like jokingly talking about David Camp and whatnot, the Leafs have to steal some minutes against top players with that third line. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that's pissed me off the most about them over the years. Like Matthews and Martin are got to play 25 and they have to do everything. And you or, just can't ask them does. to do that. Yeah. yeah, you just can't ask them to do that against Tampa. They're too deep. Tampa's going to roll their lines way too well. Those guys are going to be fresh. You can't be asking... 24th minute Marner to be going up against 19th minute Braden Point yep, yeah. for seven games. Well, then you're asking the Sorelli line to eat you alive as well, is what you're doing. Yeah. So uh, I think you have to free up a few of those minutes for 34 and 16 by getting some good minutes out of David Camp. Like you need, like Ilya Mikheyev has to be a dude in this playoffs. Like yep, he's pointless yep. in his playoff career. And I get but that there's circumstances to as to why good minutes out of the third line you have to do which is my big key is you need to have two scoring lines going yeah you know you and can only get those good minutes out of the third line if you have two lines two other lines scoring and they yeah. haven't had that i can't no. well, hold on. I, I, that's, that's, that's actually not true marner or sorry marner neilander tavares <laughs> put up a ton of points this year they give it all no, back, no, not during the regular season. I'm saying I can't remember a playoffs where we had two scoring lines. For sure. It, yeah. it was all that's what we have to have, and I don't care who you do. It yeah. With, but... Is playoff Kerfoot a thing? Are we going to get playoff Kerfoot again this year? <laughs> Fuck, I'll take it. I don't really like the guy that much, but I'll take it. Um, um, but you, guys, you guys mentioned the third line. I know the fourth line really shouldn't matter, but I it mean, doesn't our, matter. Our, our fourth line's pretty, like, pretty bad. Like, there's, bad. I don't have a whole... I don't have a lot of confidence in any of the different iterations they rolled this year. Where is like, the fourth I, line going to be? What are they going to roll with? Spets? Good question. I, I imagine, I I feel like game one will be Spets or Simmons and Blackwell. I just, I can't imagine him healthying Spets or Simmons for game one. And as much as I don't love that fourth line, Spets has been really good in the playoffs. Yeah. And if, if Keith wants to sit there and say, I want to give him first crack at it because he's been really good for us in the playoffs, I would never argue that. And if he sucked in, in the first game and people went at Keith for that, I wouldn't understand it because Spezza has been legitimately really good in the playoffs. And if he wants to sit there and say Simmons is going to be fired up, then fine, play him. It's first game in Toronto. I get it. You know, the, the place is going to be rocking. I would be really disappointed if Simmons did not make his presence known at all in that game. They do have more change of pace options too, in terms of like guys you can bring in. Like obviously on the back end, there's a couple options if it's not going well. And I know, I know, you know, Keith was like jerking the D pairs around last year, and we all didn't like it. But yeah. it's a different. It's a different environment. It's the kind of if you go down to nothing, you can put a Justin Hall in. You know, you have a couple more options for the fourth. Line. Hole should be in the lineup game one for me. Or you put Justin Hall and you end up to down to nothing. <laughs> Justin was not my first time. Have, have you seen Ilya Labushkin make a pass? No, I, I, I do think um, Taylor's right. Like, there's a lot more flexibility. Like, honestly, I think you start Simmons, you say Simmons, you find a way to fight Maroon in the first period. Yeah. And, and put him in his place. And Spezza gives you the option to say, you know, if if the first power play unit's not moving it well, you put his him out there on the second unit. And you just say, you know what, Spets, just let fly a couple clappers. Um, yeah, I, I think, honestly, we might see a series where they, they do shift a lot around um, that fourth line, how they deploy the third line. Like, I could see they'll probably start. I wouldn't be surprised if Nylander and Tavares spend some time together and get broken up, depending on how it goes. But there's a lot of different looks you can throw Tampa and and I think we can give them some matchup problems, especially at home, um, if Keith's creative. An underrated thing that I think we could do, and I noticed a bit in the 8-1 game before, like when it was even in the first period or we were actually better before it fell apart, it seemed like the classic like back-to-day Babcock era stretch passes were giving them some problems. And obviously Lilligren can fire those, Riley can fire those. That'd be an interesting, you know, that'd be an interesting option to maybe bypass on the how strong they are up the middle. I wouldn't mind seeing us try that, obviously. And, and 
I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing. I know I, I took some heat for this for writing it in the comment section, which it happens. Um, but I would I would not be opposed to just loading up Newlander with Matthews and Marner. But I I say that with a caveat. I just think it's a really good line. But if he loads them up and says these guys are playing twenty five minutes, I think it defeats the purpose. Yeah. But if he just loads them up as like the line that can give Tampa the best possible problem, I think that they can achieve that goal. I think it's a better line there with Nylander as opposed to Bunting. Are you is trying good. to tell me William Nylander is a better hockey player than Michael Bunting, Anthony? This is some I am. And but hey, I'm getting, I was getting fought on this. Like Bunting's a great fit. No, I know. Line. That line's been great. I know people uh, like some of my buddies hate when he, when Keith loads up that line, like they're like, Oh, that's like a peewee move, which is fucking. And I tell him that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> because you like, that's the whole point, right? Like you, yeah. you look and say, how can we give these guys a different look and a bit of trouble and something to and, think about and you, and you pick and choose, right? Like, I think he's generally been good about saying, okay, well at the end of um, power plays, maybe we'll set it up. So we have that line out there. Or you have Tavares out there with Matthews and and Marner. And I, I think it is something, especially if you have that third and fourth line going well, you have more freedom to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up and maybe load up the first. The second line's not gonna be as strong. So we're we're not getting as big of an advantage there. But um I think that's that all that all hinges on, and you mentioned it, Anthony, guys like Mikhaev and guys like Engvall, who had great regular seasons. Like they gotta keep on going. Yeah, they gotta right? be dudes in this. Like, they, like gotta be, they gotta be dudes because they, you know, you can't load up one line and have them kind of be, you know, floundering, right? If you, that, if you steal some minutes against Point and Kucherov with the third line, even just some, and then a Tavares Bunting Kerfoot line, let's say, plays against the Stamkos line, which I would take all day, twice on Sundays, and then you have a loaded up Nylander Matthews Marner line playing against like Sorelli and whoever else. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the Leafs. I, I like the Leafs in that situation. I think if you play them straight up, if you're like line one versus line one, line two versus line two, line three versus line three, I think Tampa really likes that situation. Yeah, well, the good thing is that Keith has shown, especially the last few months, a couple months, the willingness to be flexible and not be locked into uh, to lineups uh, or pairings. So um, hopefully he can, he can pivot when he needs to in the series because he's He's going to have to, I think, at some point, unless things just absolutely go as perfectly as possible, he's going to have to make some, make some adjustments along the way. Well, it can't be, look, we we can't get out coached for a sixth straight series. And that's the reality. Like, Babcock was getting paid $5 million a year to do the same fucking thing over and over and just kind of have a gravelly vo- voice in the post game. And Keith has his same problems, or has his own problems, but... Like if we're here sitting here, the one the one change I would advocate for is if we're sitting here talking what went wrong, can Keith throw a billion dollars at Bruce Boudreau? And that's the one change you make to this team. I think that I, I totally agree. The only outcome um, personnel-wise out of a, a first round loss I can see is Keith getting canned. Right. He's and, a huge question mark. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think I can the, see a year where Jack Campbell doesn't come back if he has a terrible series and he's a year. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, because it's like like Babcock, you'd say he had worse worse teams than Cassidy and in Washington, but at, at the end of the day, like that's why you're supposedly the best coach in the world. Pro coach, yeah. yeah. Um Keith Keith he's you not know. getting out of he's not getting out of uh you know Western Canada U sports with it in the <laughs> of the first round there either. So. I'm very curious if Detroit hires him back. Yeah, yeah, that's Ooh. interesting. Blashell got canned today. I would be very curious. And if Detroit, and honestly, I know people don't like Babcock, but if people, if they hire Paul Maurice over Mike Babcock, that is stunning to me. Because I've seen that. I, photo. I, I like I like hockey to be entertaining, so I want Babcock in our division because that'll be hilarious. It it's would like, be wild. Man, you, I was like, do it. Let's bring it. Let's kind of have him come back. <laughs> it, it would. I, I mean, I I've never particularly been a fan of Paul Maurice, and he coached here, and I definitely saw it up close. So I don't know how he keeps getting jobs in the league, but here we are. He's very I, charming. I very guess charming. So. he he's a great interview. He's I would love to chat with him. him. Oh man. Yeah. Like if he wants to come on this podcast, at, like all day. But in terms of coaching the team, I don't you know about that. His back if you have Maurice, so I could freak out on him about playing Yuri Tulusi on the fourth line and not coming time. Like, no, no, no. 
yeah, and we can ask him if he's actually ever heard of what a timeout is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, take the timeout, coach. Like, just take it once. I, yeah. I think you made a good point, though. Like, Keith is one of the biggest wild cards for me of this series. Uh, I haven't been impressed with him in the playoffs at all. Uh, I think he freezes up and goes back to the same old tendencies that he's known to have. I just, I don't know how you play Tampa and you sit there and say, like, Matthews and Marner have to do everything. Like, they got to play 25, and they basically, have to win this series on their back they have to get over the gap between Vasilevsky and Campbell they have to get over the fact that Tampa has like a one of the best defensemen in the league they have one of that's another way that Tampa is a sneaky good matchup because maybe they'll bring the best out of Keith Keith is going to know he can't plan I'm going to give Mitch 25 minutes and we should be able to beat this like that is you know it didn't work against Montreal but it should have worked it should have worked you know, we maybe you can quibble with that, but honestly, just like throw the puck, say we should have beaten Montreal. But like in Tampa, there's no way he's going to say, oh, hey, we're good enough just to like go play our game. He's going to have to figure out how do I get edges all over the ice if he yep. wants to win the series. So maybe it's going to, maybe it's going to push him into some, some really good moves. I don't know. You know, and, and, but I think the good thing is that if they can get through this series. Oh, well, what are we, what are we even talking about? <laughs> Dan, come on, man. I'm talking, I'm talking hypothetical talking about how I plan to spend my retirement. And yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm talking hypothetical. I'm, it's a, I'm it's only two beers deep. I'm only two beers deep today. Come on, two and a half. <laughs> it's a thought exercise. Should they? What is it like? A, it's a thought marathon. Is what you're asking for? <laughs> after sitting on the couch for ten years. <laughs> well, what if they win the cup? No, no. I'm after scoring the winner in game seven. <laughs> He points into the crowd right at Danny and said, we couldn't have done it without this guy. And then they bring yeah. it and Danny gets to, you know, get carried around the rink on his shoulders. On his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was simply saying, you know, the point's been made that Tampa's the, the worst possible mass, matchup. I probably agree. Should they somehow happen to get past that? I yeah. like the I like the remaining matchups, however the other series shake out. I haven't even considered I, what the I will say this. Tampa is the worst possible matchup in the East. I think of it also as a very quick side note, I thought it was absolutely, I was falling over myself at the amount of people. I won't name names in the media that said Carolina was the worst possible matchup for the Leafs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Freddie hasn't made a save in the playoffs since the dawn of time. Isn't Carolina, he hurt again? Yeah. Carolina would have like, <clears throat> would Aho be like the third Best player in the series? Uh, yeah, um, I would love to play Carolina. Totally. Sign Tampa, me up. What is Tampa thinking about playing Toronto? I mean, I'm sure they think they can beat anyone, but are they like, this is a problem? I, I don't think Tampa gives a fuck who they play. I, and you earn that when you've won the cup back-to-back. I think Tampa's just like, we don't care. But I will say, Tampa, if I was going to play Tampa, I would want to do it in round one. 100%. Yes. Right? So Get your best show healthy whatever like um killer like cooper isn't uh pep guardiola who's gonna outthink himself and weaken his team uh even though he's miles better than everyone else um like they like they can play this series on autopilot so the fact that we're as healthy as we will be maybe that makes a difference right like maybe we couldn't get there if matthews had spent a series getting assaulted by the bruins but yeah, it's the best crack, and I'd rather play them first round than than second round. And yeah. it's a massive, it's a massive boost if if you take out the champs round one and and put all that behind you and have a huge statement series victory. Like no one's going to be like, oh, you want a playoff series, but you beat the dog shit Habs with Ducharme coaching. You haven't proven anything. No one's going to yeah. say that if you beat them. Yeah, this is a huge opportunity right now. We, like we've talked about the Leaf fan from the other side of just decades and decades of eating shit, but I'm. We all know this, and it was kind of played out this way for almost the Raptors as well. If the Leafs win the Cup, it's not going to be some bullshit run. It's not going to be fucking Columbus and the Habs and COVID. It's going to be like the back-to-back champs, slay the Bruins, fucking play Pitt, go against... Like, it's going to be the whole thing. You're you're not going to get short change. Like, when... All three Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see a world where the Leafs do it and it's some bullshit year and you're like, yeah. well, uh, it just kind of lined up for them and like yeah, the same Blues the won Panthers the cup. The final like that. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't see that. I don't see the Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs doing it like that. I see this as like, like Chicago Cubs shit. Like 
there's a rain delay in game seven and, and like extras <laughs> and Fowler comes out and hits a ball. Like, I don't, I don't see the Leafs doing it in some like crappy fashion. I, oh. I see it in the most grandiose, like game seven against Philly four bounce buzzer beater reverse sweet Milwaukee play golden state. Like that's how I see the Leafs doing it. And deserve anything less. At this yeah. Well, that path is there. You, you mentioned the decades of kind of like leaf fandom and, and being sour. It's even infected my daughter though. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's 12 going on 13 and uh, you know, super positive, loves the team, watches a lot of hockey, but all year long, We'll be watching a game and they'll win and she'll say she'll say something like, Yeah, but they're not gonna win the playoffs, though. <laughs> and and so I'm I'm running a playoff pool where you pick, <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. I'm running I'm running a playoff pool where you pick the you know all the series and who wins number of games. And she sent me her picks today and she picked Tampa in seven. I'm like, she's 12 and she's like emotional hedging, I think. Misery insurance. Yeah. It's like, I, honestly, never drafting Leafs in the playoff pool. I'd be like, nah, I'm just going to leave that. I'll draft some flyers or something. I've started, I've started, you know, doing like the base research for this series and figuring out the matchups and whatnot. And I'm planning on a big write up for Monday before it starts. And then obviously coverage throughout the playoffs as best as I humanly can. And I've been really stumped on making a prediction. You know, obviously I predicted that they would beat the Habs and Columbus. And I even thought the second year against Boston, like they were going to do it. And like, part of me is just like the Italian superstition is coming out. And I'm like, maybe I just pick Tampa and like fucking reverse it. But like, <laughs> like I, you know, I, so much of me wants to say like this, like you just let's, can't let's, convince me that Matthews and Marner are going to do nothing. Let's, let's, like, let's put out there then. What's, what's your call then? I'm like, I'm, Tor I'm Toronto in six. But, all no, I, I think there's a zero percent chance they beat Tampa in Tampa to close the series. Um, one percent chance, I'll say, not zero. Five, Julie. Are you saying Tampa on five? Uh, yeah. No. Um, the Leafs. <laughs> I I feel like so. Look, Tampa has it in them to blow a series really quickly, right? Like that year they lost to Columbus and got swept. Um, I think. A big difference is going to be, I think they can get a good start, right? We're starting at home. You got Matthews, got 60. Marner from like the All-Star game on was one of the probably top five players in the league, which is what he should should be. Um, if you can get those guys off to a hot start and you don't have Marner with that pressure of being a childhood Leafs fan watching things go fucking sideways... No tears in the penalty box this year. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I can't. Like, I, I can't think they could do it. Crying in the box. I honestly, like, that's my one concern with, with Marner and Bunting is they're Leaf fans, right? Like, and you can see how yeah. I think it affected Marner last year, where you're just yeah. like, fuck, it's getting away from me. This was a chance for me to do something in Toronto. Maybe the second half helps him handle that better. Um, but it's, it's the best. It's the best Leafs team in decades, right? Like they have to go in with a lot of confidence, and if they can get something early to to give it to them, like I could see them, you know, winning it in five or six. Make your call, Ben. I have I have Leafs in seven. That right now, I think I think the home ice isn't nothing. I I think Julian's like fuck. If it goes I, I, to seven. It's a shit show. <laughs> well, I, it goes it goes back to the antsy crowd thing. Leafs in game seven, Tampa scores a first goal. They yeah, lose. It's like game seven is like whoever scores first wins yeah, tonight. So that's why it's Leafs in five or it's Tampa in six or seven. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Like to me, if if Tampa gets a chance to win the series in six, like if Tampa's up three two, and it goes back to Tampa. I think Tampa closes the series at home. Yeah. I think they sit there. They're like, we're just not going back to Toronto. Like this is done tonight. So I'm, I'm thinking the Leafs win game five. I think it goes back to Toronto. And I just, I don't, I've had this thought since last year against the Habs. I just, I'm just waiting for Matthews and Marner to have like the series where they're like, they're it literally doesn't matter. Like we're winning a series. Like you can do whatever. It's kind of what you're saying about like, don't complain about the refs. Like none of this bullshit. Like, we literally don't care what you do. We are winning. Yeah. Austin just... is the best player on earth right now. I will not, I, you know, I understand other people will say McDavid or whoever. No, he's the best player in the world this year. Yeah. And yeah. the best player of the world should get you a playoff series, at least one. 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I'm waiting for him to have that year where I feel like this could be one of those years. Like he, unless the injury is worse than we know. But he's, yeah. Yeah, and he's never been dialed in and not just the goals. Like he's, he was at another level this year. Yeah. Both ends of the, both ends of the ice. He was just, he was a force for sure. And the takeaway, like. It's just time for like a statement series, right? Like all those yes. big guys have had a series where it's like, we won in five because Crosby had like eight goals and eight assists in five fucking games, right? Like, yeah, like Sid went nuts. Like he just, like he just, yeah, like, right. Like every every big guy's done it, and I guarantee if, if the Oilers get past the Kings, it's going to be because McDavid's hit double digits in points. I, I right? think Edmonton's going to win and the Leafs, series. Yeah, and the Leafs are just stuck with, oh well, um, you know, Nylander had a great series. He had seven points in seven games. It's yeah. like Kerfoot well, was good. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, seven points in seven games, and no disrespect to Willie, he's been really good. But that's good. That's good. Seven points in seven games in the playoffs. It's not great. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Pa- right. Like, there's pa- no a statement series from these guys. Yeah. Pasta had 11 against us that yeah. that year. It that- felt like he had 11 in a couple of those games. Jesus. I know. Yeah. It. Yeah, we we definitely need someone to go off. I don't care if it's Austin or or, or Marner. Like, someone has to go off. I mean, I don't think expect it. He's too old. I'd really, I'd really just love to see them sort of embrace like a little bit of an underdog mentality for once. Yeah. You know, that, that's why I'm hoping. It's a to say nobody believes in us. It's this team. They yeah. absolutely have the right to say if, that. If I was Keith, like that's where if, like he'll lose me as a coach. Like if he just is the same old shit, they lose in the first round. I, I was him. Like I'd be, I would be selling it ice to Eskimos, man. I'd just be like, no one believes in you. This yeah. entire room only is the only group that thinks we can advance. Not even the fans in the building. Like, yeah, don't be have to fight to put on the board. Yeah, there will be some. Yeah, books. just like I, I think that's he can paint that picture for them. I, totally. I think it's right there for the taking. Back to back champs, and it's not a false. It's not a false narrative. A yeah. lot of fans. Um, yeah. From my daughter to forty-year-old veterans, um, do not believe that they're going to get this shit done, and they have to. They can use that um, uh, to get behind as a, as, a, I, as a statement. I had Friedman on this podcast last year after they lost, and we talked a little bit about those Quinn Sen series. And the thing that he said about it the most is, he's like, Quinn just convinced them that like they could not fucking win unless they played like out of their skulls and like they were the hard underdogs and they just hated them with the passion. And I'm like, they need a little bit of that, like mental edge, like that little extra push, you know, like, you know, Vancouver slays the dragon, whatever against Chicago, but like it, you could tell with them, it just hit a point where it was like, fuck these guys. Like, let's just do it. Like, you got this, yeah. like and the Leafs need to get there that, that final, like, mm, but in a world where they don't, what happens next? There's always next year, Anthony. I keep yeah. watching. Watch. <laughs> like, is it this? Is is it running it back yet again? We go on year seven. Yeah, but but they they haven't been running the team back. Like, you look at the evolution of the roster. They yeah. they make a lot of changes. The reality is, you're not going to make core changes. The teams that do regret invari- it. invariably end up regretting it. Honestly, the the one change because. Like people are like, well, maybe Shanahan should get fired or Dubis. Uh, like honestly, the only the only changes you say is you can keep, depending on how the series goes and why they lose. Maybe you don't bring back Campbell. You see what you can do around Mrazek. You you bring in a number one goalie and a new coach, Bruce Boudreau. If if Dubis is unwilling to do, if Dubis is basically like we're running it back, like this was just another year where it didn't go well, I think that he's on the. I think he's on. The I, top. I just don't think what are running backs. So like, if okay, say so, say we lose, right, and and it's like kind of like yeah. status quo, like nothing insane happens, right? Like like Tavares has a career-ending injury or whatever. Say it's like basic steady state loss. You are either okay uh, trading one of the core players, like besides you know, I'm saying one of the three core players. Why are you doing that? There's no way you win that trade. There's no way that trade makes you better. So you're either, are you going to fire Kyle Dubas to bring in someone else to make that trade or someone else to not make that trade? Who's done a better job of filling out the edges of the roster? Like I, I trust Dubas to fill out the edges of the roster and I don't want to trade the core players. So why am I, why am I having another GM do this? What's the value I, I'm going to I think I'd probably look at it and say, like I said, I'll go back to goaltending. I'll be like, you need to reallocate the money and like bring in a bring in a legit guy in that 
Like, I think that's why they'll lose. If they lose, I think it'll be because we're like Vasilevsky was incredible and Campbell's just like a decent goalie. In the okay. League. Yeah. Jack right. Campbell played really well last year. I thought we still managed to lose that series. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, but like, that was like clearly Matthews and Marner to me. So, you know, if they lose and Matthews and Marner are not good again, how do you and, fire and like, I, yeah, you can't like I, that to me, that's the only way where you say nothing to do this. Like if Matthews and Marner are just straight up, like not, not good. good. And the rest of the team is like respectable and above. Like, what are you going to say? Like, you're going to look at him and be like, should have fucking traded those guys? No. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's, you should have kept there's... Aaron McCann and exposed yeah. Matthews. And Dubas will be the first one to sit there. He won't say it publicly, but he'll be like, like, come on guys. Like, you gotta make the yeah. right. But like, if the goaltending is terrible, I think people will question why he didn't bring in flurry, especially if flurry goes on a run with Minnesota and I was on board with bringing in Geo, and I'm I'm happy with what they did at deadline. But I think we'll hear those conversations. Those are tough. If, I don't want anybody who thinks the Leafs should have brought in Mark Andre Fleury at the deadline to be running the Leafs. Period. Agree. So Agree. It didn't but, make sense at the time. I don't care if he has a yeah. good month. It would have been yeah. stupid with an acquisition cost and in his track record. Yes. Compared to the options. Right. I agree. I'm just telling you, we're going to hear that conversation yeah, if there's a world a where that happens. Yeah. People saying we should trade Austin Matthews. Yeah. But if we, yeah, that, yeah, no, that would be, that's a, yeah, that's question one at the interview. I don't know. But like, you know, if he sits there and he's like, Keith is my guy and I'm not willing to change, then I, you have to sit there and be like, well, there's very few general managers who aren't willing, who are willing to get fired over a coach. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Could I see him being one of those guys with Keith? Maybe Paul Maurice. Yes. Maybe run back Paul Maurice next year. <laughs> if they run it back with Paul Maurice, I like that's also a fireball fence right there. <laughs> if he like if he comes to you, you're Shanahan, he's like, I want to hire Paul. You're like, all right, well, you gotta go. Like that, no. like this is a fun run. If we're bringing back Leaf coaches, we bring back Ron Wilson and say, Here's here's a real team. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, assuming that he knows who all the other guys on the lineup are. Uh, and, you know, yeah. you know what Ron would do though? He would get that team ready for, ready for war. Do you remember the '96 uh, World Cup when he got had them all have like fucking army haircuts? And yeah, he. Uh, I mean, if if anything, you reincarnate Pat Burns and you bring him back. And, yeah, we and need he, the best. The two best coaches of my life's lifetime are unfortunately not available. Yeah, and oh, I love Pat Burns too. So it's just just it was sad when it happened and it's still sad to this day but he was he was great i just when you look at it i'd love to see what pat quinn did with this group yeah i'd i'd be very interested in how he would um arrange the lineup he he would have a four-line team going i'd be very curious to see i'm gonna play to tie zero zero except when matthews is on the ice and that's when we're gonna win that's yeah but i would like chances but Burns would also say, like, if anyone even breathes on these guys, like, I'm just going to make this a shit show, and I might hop the glass and fight the coach on the other bench, and I would be okay with that. I, I mean, mean, it's John Cooper. It's John Cooper. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I'm just going to – I don't I don't encourage violence. But. Honestly, I've met John Cooper before, like, randomly at a bar. Honestly, the night after they traded for Ryan McDonough, and, like, we chatted for a bit, and he's a great dude. Like, I love John Cooper. His family is Lee fans. I straight up, I, I straight up, I asked him at the, like, we're sitting there. It was trade deadline night. The Leafs played Tampa. I was there with my dad. We went to a bar across from the arena. I don't know if anyone's ever been there, but there's uh, some sort of hotel right across the arena. It's a nice one. And that's where they set up their war room uh, for the trade deadline. So we just went there to have a drink unknowingly. And the whole like Tampa management and coaching staff came out and we went over and started chatting with John Cooper and, I just asked him, I said, like, honestly, what do you say to the boys? Like, you have to know that the rink is like 65% Lee fans in Tampa. Like, we, you know, we're dominating your rink on a game like this. And he looked, he said, like, honestly, he's like, my dad's a Lee fan. Like, I'm pretty sure he cheered for the Leafs tonight. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> like, you know, like he, he was a great guy. Like, I have nothing bad to say about Cooper. It was like, like, if I wanted somebody to come on and talk up the opposition, I'd be listening to last year's podcast with Ian going on about how amazing Brendan Gallagher is. Well, Cooper's not, Cooper's not playing in the series. He's just a great dude as part of it. Welcome. But, I'm going to have to see how many, how many, how many shots am I going to reaction shots? I'm going to have to see of him after, you know, Corey Perry's like face washing one of our dudes. I, I'm going to be fired up. I, I am very curious how the Leafs handle the antics 
I mean, I think that's something they've kind of fallen short on. Like they're just, their general gamesmanship is just like kind of weak, you know, like teams kind of punk them regularly and they have no pushback. And honestly, there's still a large part back and they get guys kicked out of series. And yeah, that, that whole thing is just complete. I'll take that to my grave. There's just no chance Nash should have been suspended for that series, but the newer one for me has still been Dylan cousins on the Sabres. Uh, I just, I think someone should have went after him. Like I stand by it. Like he fully ran Matthews bunting approached him and wasn't even remotely trying to drop the gloves. He like randomly lunged at him with his shoulder. And literally the next day cousins basically said like, he should have tried to fight me and he didn't in as many words. He said like the exact words were like, I would have handled it a little differently, which to me was like, I would have squared up a guy and fought him properly yeah. if that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, well, and then the Leafs like played them again. A good bar fight back home this summer because he plays for Buffalo and they suck. Yeah. And they make the playoffs for like the 100th straight. Yeah. But then the Leafs play them again and the Leafs get speed bagged by the Sabres on like a Wednesday night. And I'm like, how did no one go after this guy? I just, that's the kind of like gamesmanship, gamesmanship stuff where they just completely fall short for me where it's like, this guy just, basically punked you and your response was essentially yeah i think i think that's that's the team approach that they've yeah. said look guys are going to try this shit and our yeah. response is going to be ignoring it yeah right but, I, but then beat them which works when they call penalties and then they don't i mean yeah, I yeah. Think that means you're going to the box I, and i've got a power if, play now. if they're going to sit there and they're like look we're not going to respond to dylan cousins but then they come out in that game and they kick the shit out of them like six one then great. I won't who say cares? a word. I'll be like, who cares? Yeah. They just dummy them, but they lost the game too. I was like, come on guys. I mean, get, get something like celebrate and like point to the bench or like, give me anything. Give me like some form of hope here. Like the old Ilya Kovalchuk, like Sid takes the penalty. Kovalchuk scores the goal and then points at Sid while he skates out of the box. Like give me something of, of, <laughs> of whatever that I can latch onto. I just, I'm very curious. Like, you know, Kucherov is going to be dirty. Um, you know, that Perry is going to be a factor, you know, you know, Maroon last year for me, that Florida series that they had, which was, was highly entertaining was pretty much over when Maroon stood in front of the Florida bench and just like flapped the chicken wings. Right. Which is why Simmons needs to be sent out with the message to go beat the shit out of Patty coattails. Yeah. Who like when they fought before, after Maroon talked all that shit, Maroon basically just like seatbelted as hard as he could and held on for dear life and had no interest in throwing a punch. And like, to me, that's like, if Maroon's going to do that shit, then like Simmons has to be a guy in the series. Like ideally, and Simmons kind of alluded to it this week. It's like, instead of waiting for Maroon's bullshit, why don't you just go out and just lay somebody out and make Tampa be the team that needs to respond? respond. As opposed to the Leafs waiting for Tampa to do something, we've we saw they're going to do, waiting for something that we know that they're going to do, and then yeah, surprise when it happens, which we do every year. And yeah, it's like oh holy, holy shit, this Habs team full of dog shit rats, uh, <laughs> you know, just yeah. all over the period. Like that period where Tavares got hurt, there was like it was four reckless. or five like complete charging penalties happening. Yeah, it was yeah. horrible. Taking complete runs at dudes, and we were the entire like, oh, huh? the entire league lives in this like fishbowl where they're like the way to beat the Leafs yeah. is to go out there and be physical and rough them up and slap them around and and cross the line slightly. I mean, every single team of a game of note that I've seen has that's been their strategy, and Tampa is going to be no different. It's like let's rough these guys up; they're going to shrink, they're not going to respond. I think I think Tampa will fully be in on that kind of you know. Alex Kalorn, people forget, is like the guy that, I mean, did Paul Ranger get stretchered out on that incident or carried out, right? Like, he was the guy that just crushed Paul Ranger from behind. Like, they, you go up and down their lineup. They, they have a bunch of guys like that, and that's fine. Like, I honestly, I wish the Leafs did it more. <laughs> like, I wish the Leafs were that team where we were like, they once were. They In the early 2000s, they were the Hunters team, and we loved it. For sure. The, Toronto loves that. When we talk about the crowd, it's like, yeah, is the crowd quiet? Sure. But like if, if one player went out and threw like two hits, they go crazy. the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Like I've been to enough Leaf games over the past two decades. I yeah. know what it's like. If no one's doing anything, fans aren't going to go crazy because someone had a, like a, a shot on net. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right so, I bounce. so I think that's good in terms of our timing in general. Um, Thanks everyone for coming on. Did we get everyone's serious predictions? Did Julian and five for the Leafs? Yeah. I'm six. I'm your six. Leafs and five. 
Holy Ooh. shit. Did Julian convince you? We are ready to be heard again. I yeah. I was in Leafs in six, and then I realized, yeah, we weren't going to win it in Tampa's building. Yeah. No, they're not, they're not winning in Tampa's. I don't think so. They're not closing the series in Tampa. So we all, we're all on the Leafs once again. I'm stunned. I'm stunned here. One more time. One more time into the breach, boys. Danny's got to go Leafs in four so he can be more optimistic than us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Anthony, thanks for having us, man. Good chat uh, there, fellas. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on, boys. I'm I'm hopeful uh, we're even potentially looking at, and I'm debugging you guys to hop on for another uh, playoff podcast because they actually advance for once in our lives. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fingers crossed. Go Leafs. Go as per usual. I hope everyone enjoys the playoff series. Yeah. Cheers, right. man. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Down by three. Look inside yourself. What do you see? The pain is in your mind. No, nothing stops me. Everyone is looking at me. I'm just pounding. Now we're down by three. Look inside yourself. I know.